Welcome to That Book Podcast, where you can decide if you want to read that book. I am one of your hosts, Allison. I am the keeper of the dinosaur, as <laughs> our YouTube viewers can see. And uh, I am here to instigate some shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> this is my sister, Julianne, who you are used to seeing and hearing. Hi. I'm Hi. Julianne. Yeah. And then this is Andrew. Hello. Let's dive in. <laughs> My first book this week is Survive and Thrive. Um, I talked about it a few weeks ago, I think three weeks ago, um, and uh, it's it's still good. I haven't I haven't made it super far all the way through um, <laughs> so far, only through the first uh, few chapters here. But it's it's little doses of in- inspiration for me. So I'll just like in the morning, I'll read five or six pages, and I'll be like, Wow, I feel so inspired. I'm gonna go do awesome stuff. I'm gonna work on content. Yeah, I'm fired up now. Um, so it's really cool. Uh, this morning I read, he's talking about how we need to have empathy for um, customers and like figure out what people's pain points actually are so that we can figure out what the, I think we're still like in the ideation phase for our products. Um, okay. Or, or we can be. I am, since I don't have a product. <laughs> um, and so he was talking about how to use empathy and using Maslow's hierarchy of needs can be really helpful for that. Because um, he's like, COVID hits, Suddenly, we're not really looking for self-actualization. We're we're not pushed down a few a few notches trying to just have relationships with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, so being able to talk to people, being sensitive to those things, and talking to people to understand them, and was really helpful. So, um, little little nuggets of inspiration and uh, little tips. It's been really fun so far. So awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, my book. I'm going first with this one because mm-hmm. I actually made significant progress on it. I finished Holier Than Thou by Jackie Hill Perry, How God's Holiness Helps Us to Trust Him. Um, And I I really enjoyed this book. I was, I think I was telling you um, that I really like the books that like, they're theologically deep and you learn something and, or you see something about God in a new way, but they're still practical. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm finding like more and more that that's a really hard balance to strike. So she did a really good job. Nice. And shout out to Allison because she went in halfsies with me on this book. When it came out, we pre-ordered it. Wow. So this is half of her book and this is half her book. So you finished your half of the book. So I finished the whole book. (laughs) I finished my half and her half. So now I got to give it back because I haven't finished either (laughs) my half or hers. So I started it and then I was like, I am not making progress on this book. Would you like to read it? (laughs) Because I thought it was really good too. But I also, um, her other book that I read, I listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. And um, I do a lot more audiobooks than paper books at this point in my life. So uh, I was like, you know, like I love paper books. Like I always want to buy paper books because, you know, I love having them on the shelves. Beautiful. And I love looking like if I'm going to read a paper book, I want to read a paper book more than my phone. Yeah. But um, I just don't get around to it. Like I'll listen to an audiobook while I'm embroidering or crocheting or walking or unloading the dishwasher or whatever, but, um, those I don't, yeah, get to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had an excerpt you were going to read, right? Well, that's for the next book, actually. So it's a little, little crazy. What do you mean that's for the next stuck book? in that book, though. I know. It just, just go with it. Wow. With it. Okay. So you are good. It's Allison's turn. I'm good. It's Allison's turn. Wow. <laughs> this is a stunning turn of events, folks. Because <laughs> she has her finger in the page on the book she just talked about. But she's Didn't saving it for the next book, so... Yeah, spoiler alert, it's redacted. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, Allison, what's your first book? Um, <clears throat> it's an audiobook. Nice. It is The History of Surfing by Matt Warshaw. 
Um, I feel like you need to be interested in surfing <laughs> to enjoy it, probably. Or just like a fan of random history things, which I, I am. Like, <laughs> I read a book about a volcano one time and I don't know. <laughs> you enjoyed it though. Yeah, but I like books where like they pick something really random and then they just like dive into it. This one's a little long because it's, it's a 30 hour audiobook, which Ooh. is a little much. Um, but it's been good because I have decided that I've, I've taken one surfing lesson on vacation and I've decided that I'm a surfer now. Yep. Um, so it's been good because uh, it's cold here. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> well, I, I was thinking like it keeps your like surfing. Fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is good. <laughs> like it has been a good way to like stay in touch with my surfing self <laughs> during the cold water uh, or the cold weather and also spring has sprung though so yeah yeah, yeah. um but also um there's like cultural references around like also surfing is more complicated than i realized like there's different forms of surfing and stuff and wow. um like surfing in the 50s like the best surfers were famous for different things than they were, like, the best surfers in the 60s had different skills than the best surfers in the 50s, and the mm. best surfers in the 70s were doing different things than the best surfers in the 60s. Like, people yep. are innovating in it, and so there's all these, like, forms of surfing that, like, I don't know, because I don't watch professional surfing, like, yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> I know, because... Like, we took this one surfing lesson, and I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then I did, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. And it's just kind of I'm like, a surfer now. Yeah. Nice. Yes. That's really so, cool. And also, someone was teasing me, and they made a reference to Gidget, and the only reason I got the reference was because I was reading the book. So it feels worth it. Nice. Boom. Now I know what I'm being teased about. <laughs> <laughs> you know whether or not it's appropriate to be offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. Oh dear. My second book is also an audiobook, um, and it is Dune Messiah, Continuing Dune Messiah, mm-hmm. by Frank Herbert, the sequel to Dune, the the phenomenon. Um, and yes, it's right here. Yes, yeah, I pulled it out last week to show everybody how how nice um, it is. And so we have. Uh, I'm now instead of a fifth of the way through, I'm about half of the way through, which is awesome. I thought that more events would have taken place, like, more action things would have taken place by now. Uh-huh. Um, because of the first book. I guess the first book was significantly longer. Um, but there were there were a few, like, major action points kind of throughout the book. Um, and in this case, it's been, like, mostly intrigue so far, which uh-huh. I am about the character development. And, like, um, you get to you get to see more of both sides in this book, I feel like, than you do in, uh, in the first book. So it's kind of like, ooh, how is this going to play out? There's foreshadowing on both sides. And it's all going to come to a head at some point, and it's going to be awesome when it does. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. All right, your second book. Okay, my second book is Meeting God in Scripture by Jan Johnson. This is a hands-on guide to Lectio Divina. I bought this book years ago mm-hmm. because I heard her on a podcast, and that it, that it was the Phil Bishop podcast at the time. Now it's called The Holy Post. Anyway, they interviewed her, and I just thought... This sounds like an amazing book. She sounds like an amazing person. I need to get this book. So what I did instead, because I was broke at the time and in college, was I went to see if the library had any books by her. They did. They didn't have this book. So I read that book instead. And mm. then once I had money, I bought this one. But I've never read it. Uh-huh. 
So I thought about reading it because actually in Holier Than Thou, um, some spoilers, so maybe cover your ears if you're worried about it. Um, She's talking about how we become what we behold. So this is near the end of the book, and she says, But behold Jesus. He is forever settled, unshaken, and unbothered to the point that he can sleep like a baby while a storm rages war on his resting place. Um, and just some of the is that other... talking about like the, the the storm while he's in the deck and the disciples are like ah yeah and, and he's like oh no worries <laughs> yeah and she's saying like do you want that kind of like unshaken peace in your mm. life you need to gaze at Jesus you need to behold Jesus yeah. and I was like well how do I do that and then I started thinking about like spiritual disciplines and lectio divina and like really meditating so, on so scripture. what is lectio divina for people who don't know um. Well, that's a really good question. Why don't you answer, Mister Two Theology Degrees? Oh, okay. It's <laughs> it's a it's a special it's a it's a way to study the Bible where you um, read it a lot. There's a, there's a there's a few steps that vary a little bit depending on how you do it. But basically, you go over the, the the passage a lot. You see what sticks out to you, and you kind of meditate on those things for a little while. Yes. And uh, and try to see what action steps you can take from that, um, and just be with God in a way that you might not normally. Um, as you read scripture in day-to-day life. So yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And I've never done it. So I was like, you know, I could probably describe it, but, um, anyway, so spoiler alert, I did start reading this. I read the introduction. I read like the process of it. And then I was really excited. I was going to start one of the meditations and I mostly read before bed. Andrew sometimes will get up and he'll read before going to work. I'm usually like getting up. We do our <laughs> devotions. I rush to work. Sometimes I get up so late that we have to do our devotions at lunchtime. So, um, I, I need to get up to do the, um, things or I need to take some time. That's not, uh, you know, right before bed to do them. While you're all asleep. Yes. I'm very excited about it. Yes, exactly. Because I was like, okay, I need to focus on this passage. And then my eyes just started to close and I was like, okay, well, this is not the appropriate time for this. Cool. That's awesome. Yep. Allison's second book. Yep, so I crammed for the test. <laughs> and I started this book like 20 minutes ago. She was, so. she was reading it while we were sitting. Yeah, but you made yeah. it through the introduction? Yeah, I made nice. it through the introduction. I am on page four. So what book is this? This is The Time Traveler's Guide to Elizabethan England by Ian Mortimer. I have not oh. read The Time Traveler's Guide to Medieval England, which is apparently his first book. I don't know. Um, he referenced his other, like, he referenced a book that he made about the Middle Ages in the introduction, and so I assume, like, it's, because he was talking about how this is going to be different from how he did the other one, so I'm assuming that it, like, was preparing readers for it to be different, because it's probably also the Time Traveler's Guide. Nice. I don't know, though. Um. So is it, like, uh, more history? Yeah. Yep. So in this first part, he's describing, um the Elizabethan England's uh, English person's perspective on landscape. And like, they didn't really use the word landscape until toward the end of the Elizabethan period. They used like country more Hmm. where like the people and the land and what's on the land is all like kind of bound up together. And he's talking about how if you landed in Elizabethan England, you'd be like, whoa, green fields and like hills and stuff. And these people are going, or and, and charming little cottages. And like these people are not going to be impressed by cottages because like that's where poor people live. Oh. And they're not impressed by hills because they're just like 
barriers when you're traveling, right? You have to climb the hill. Um, They might be useful for sheep or whatever, but like orchards, not charming because like the only, like the good thing about an orchard is that you get food from it. Um, So it's a a much more grounded. Right. So he's kind of like setting up your perspective, like how, how our culture, we're coming from a place of like, we're fairly affluent and like where we live, um, starvation isn't a very common thing. Um, and so, uh, like we, we just like, we would find different things, charming and exciting and worth observing and describing. And like in Elizabethan England, the people are painting people, not like landscapes. Mm, Makes sense. So that's interesting. I don't know where he's going to go with it (laughs) because there's a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also just like a little note on infrastructure is that the f- it has footnotes. Like sometimes they're just, sometimes they're just citations, but sometimes they're actually like he's expounding on the thought. And so um, I bought this at a library book sale, and the the jacket is coming off anyway. Like the jacket is is kind of broken. Yeah. So I think I need to make it a jacket that has built-in bookmarks. Because it's really, it's a two bookmark book. Like, you need a oh, bookmark need for the foot, footnotes, and yeah. you need a bookmark for this part. And I don't like it when they're not built in when you need to. Because <laughs> <laughs> the one always falls out. So. That's, really, that's really cool. That's, that's really smart, because I always just don't read the footnotes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, like that's, that's what I tend to do, too. Um, but I just thought, like, I saw the footnote, and I was like, are these just citation footnotes that, like, you want them if you want to read further? Or is he actually making other comments? And he made a really, like, he had a really interesting thought in the, in the introduction. He references Queen Elizabeth II as the most powerful English woman in history. And then there's a footnote. And if you go to the footnote, he explains why, did I say Queen Elizabeth II? Yeah. I meant Queen Elizabeth first okay Um, that seems that makes more sense (laughs) but he explains why queen elizabeth the first and like he compares her to like the other like famous english female leaders Mm. and like why why he would say queen elizabeth the first is the most powerful and so that was interesting so now i feel like i have to read the footnotes (laughs) or else i'm gonna have fomo yeah because there are other like long ones that are not fomo Footnote for me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and so. Can I get that two bookmark line? It needs mm-hmm. two bookmarks. That's really cool. Wow. No. That's my that's my note on book infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, my last book is is uh, one true sentence, um, by Craig McDonald. I've been reading it. Um, I talked about it a little bit last week. I was uh, I think I'm I'm about halfway through now, um, and so things are starting to things that, you know we're starting to get some information rather than just setting the scene. So it's like, ooh, we're following these clues now. People are getting injured. Crazy stuff happening. Um, again, it is a little bit more uh, crass than I uh, usually uh, go for, but um, but I'm enjoying it, and uh, it uh, it all fits with the the culture of 1920s Paris. So it it uh, it makes sense. Um, Probably if you'd known before you got into it, you wouldn't be reading it. Yes. But now you're kind of hooked on the story. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to finish it up. Yeah, I'm not going to read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then my last book is A Simplified Life by Emily Lay. Um, basically, she's teaching you how to systematize your life. She doesn't use that word because that's mm-hmm. a businessy word. And, yes. and this is definitely targeted at women 
Who like pineapples? Like pineapples and there's housekeeping. Little, there's little <laughs> embossed like, pineapples. Yeah. yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. It's it's adorable. <laughs> and um and I'm I'm really excited because she I've kind of peeked ahead some of the upcoming chapters. So there's like simplified hospitality, simplified um, makeup is one of the ones which I'm like yes please because I never do my makeup because simplified style because I just. You know. I have accidentally simplified my makeup. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the fact that I hardly ever wear makeup is gonna make me feel like these tips are less groundbreaking. Uh, but I, I haven't read them, so I I'm threw away my mascara because it got old and it was no longer good. And that was like two months ago, and <laughs> I have not remembered to buy another tube of mascara. So we're just that does simplify things yeah. on a day to day basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, so I'm I'm excited to see where this is going. Shout out to Molly for giving me this book. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. I would not have picked it necessarily, but now that I have it, I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay. Is that the end of our first segment? That's the end of our first segment. So we have a second segment. It's brand it's, new. Yes. It's not the slideshow. It's not the slideshow. This is Julianne's for, brilliant idea to get out of making the slideshow this week into another week. Yes. But also, I think it's a great idea. Forget so. forget the slideshow. Yeah. Today it is book bracket. Yeah. So if you're watching, you can see our fancy book bracket here that yeah. Julianne just made. We'll and post a photo of this on, on the show notes. Yeah, they'll box, be in so. the show notes. So you can go find those at uh, thatbookpodcast.com slash episode 10. And it's very official. You can see, like, you know, my, my crooked handwriting and all of these things. But you have excellent okay. handwriting. Oh, it looks, yeah, it looks just fine. It goes. So, so we have... Um, the books that we that we read um, for the first quarter of the year. Yes. Um, up here. They will be facing off against each other. We yeah. Have... So we're a little bit behind on like doing it. The first quarter already concluded, but I like this segment, and we'll probably um, do it closer to when the the quarter ends next time. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'm sure people have probably figured out if they haven't. Oops. But like we record these, and then we take a few weeks to post them. So yeah. we're recording this pretty close to the end of quarter one. And this will probably get posted yeah. like halfway in, into quarter two. It took me a while to get our editing life together, so. Well, also we just weren't in a rush because if you do it every week and then you like miss a week for some reason. It'd be bad. It, so, so yeah, we're we're recording a couple weeks out, but uh, so we have an eight eight um, uh, eight book bracket here. We have the fiction side and the nonfiction side, which Julian so cleverly came up with. So we have four books in each. And uh, some of which we've both read, some of which only Julianne's read, some of which only I've read. Um, I have read none of them. <laughs> we are going to crown a winner. Yes, <laughs> we're going to crown a winner. Allison's going to help us um, with any fights. That I think I'm out. supposed to be the tiebreaker, but I have not read any of those. Well, uh, you're I'm the moderator. Cons- I'm considering a moderator, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, so you can just ask right. nice to each other. Yeah. Okay. yeah, all right. So, all right, so where should we start? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think we should start over here because this is the easiest one for me. Okay. Um, Songwriters and Snakes yeah. or Dune. If yeah, so, so you didn't read either of these books, right? I didn't, but if you pick one of them, I'm going to be upset. What? Yeah. But I have to pick one of them. You do, but there's one that if you pick it, I'm going to be upset. This process oh, you seems didn't, you didn't say, flawed. Yeah, I thought you meant whichever one you pick, I'm going to be mad about. And no. I was like, what? No, there's one that if you pick it, I'm going to be upset because I'm pretty sure I know what your answer okay. is going to be. Okay, Songbirds and Snakes, what's it about? Uh, so Battle of Songbirds and Snakes um, Why is, should I like? is a Hunger Games uh, prequel. Um, yeah, yeah. And then okay. Dune, we, we talked about a little bit. So. Uh, Dune, I definitely enjoyed more. So they're both okay, like good. fantasy yeah. 
sort of. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I, I won't be upset because okay, that good. was also the I was like, I you bought them both for me, so I don't know what the right answer is. But Dune, no. I, enjoy, I enjoyed reading Dune more. It was a much longer book, and I finished it more for the same amount of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like Songbirds and Snakes you really liked, and then like the last third you were like, ugh. Yeah. But Dune, I was like, ooh, it changed, but I like it the whole way. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, good. Boom. That was the easy one. Um, okay. I'm not sure what. Let's, now, let's do this one now. Now we have uh, The Heist versus The Heist by Daniel Silva. Yeah. Which you have only read versus yes. Dead Man's Folly, which we read together. It's by Agatha Christie. Yeah. So, oh. um, I vote for Dead Man's Folly. You vote for Dead Man's Folly. Yeah. Really? The he- I really enjoyed The Heist, but I, like, I read it on vacation, so you just kind of like have a great time reading books. Dead Man's Folly was really clever, really fun, and it's Agatha Christie, and we read it together. So like yeah, I was gonna say the heist because the amount that you've talked about the heist yeah. is way greater than Dead Man's Folly. So even though I haven't read the heist, I was thinking like there's right, maybe like, more. You can't talk about Agatha Christie novels yeah. if someone hasn't read them because you will give spoilers. Yeah, well, and part of the reason the heist was like crazy is because I didn't realize that there were thirteen books in the series before that one of like <laughs> oh, no. character building. Um, so I was just like, whoa, did you know this? Oh, I'm finding this out about this. But, like, I've been through all of the Agatha Christie, Hercule, this is a Hercule, Hercule Poirot book. Um, oh, yes. All of them up to this one, so. Um, all right, well, Dead Man's Folly it is. Okay. I'm just going to write Folly because there's not folly. space. Great. I don't want to take up all should the time. We f- should we finish up the fiction bracket while we're at it? Um, I kind of wanted to do all the same levels and then come back. Okay. That's okay. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm... I know that we're we're gonna ha- we're gonna we're gonna start arguing over here a little bit. Yeah, let's. That's so, what this is about. Okay. Okay. So people can turn it off if they don't. Let's like do it. Atlas of Extinct Countries versus Finished by Johnny Cuff. Do you yes. remember who Atlas of Extinct Countries is by? Gideon Defoe. Gideon Defoe. So the reason I paired these two together is because even though they're wildly different books, yeah, I do feel like they fill a similar role and that they're like informative but also hilarious like you would read it for the entertainment value or for the informational value but it's both there's a similar vibe of emotions while reading right even okay. though they're completely different like finishes very much like productivity business yeah. alex of extinct countries are just like hey let's learn about random things yes okay so so you definitely got more joy and laughter out of alex of extinct countries than i did finish yes but finish um, has definitely helped. Like, we talk about it. I, I have, my life has been better for reading Finnish on, so, on a day-to-day basis. So you're so saying... I'm, I'm definitely voting Finnish. You're saying Finnish is more impactful, Atlas of Extinct Countries is more entertaining. Yes. Has, Julianne, has reading about extinct countries informed how you live your life? Well, I know how not to found my own country now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but since that wasn't really on my list of things I was going to do anyway... <laughs> I don't think it's been super helpful. It was very, like, enjoyable to read, and I am, I'm, like, I'm really attached to it. Yes, but it, I, was, it was amazing. I can see your point that finish is more impactful, and since the other bracket is going to be, like, kind of our heavy hitters, yeah. I think we probably need finish to go up against it. I don't think okay. Atlas of Extinct Countries is going to stand it's a gonna chance. It's going to be able to stand a chance against the yeah. others. Okay. So let's do finish. Okay. Well, that was a very strategic reason to pick that right there. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with that. Okay, so this one I think is going to be the hardest This one is going to be first the first round matchup here. Yeah, so this is I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sadi. We both read it. We both loved Ramit it. Ramit Sadi. Ramit Sadi. I am been, so sorry. We've been working on that. Uh, we made a typo on the slideshow about... Anyway. Uh, Just re the whole line and he can cut that. 
Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, we, we do this on it. We go for it, man. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, we can cut the front off, like when you're coughing or whatever. But after <laughs> that, it's just gone. All right. Um, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. Yep. And Clockwork by Mike McCallowitz. They both have really hard to pronounce last names. What is this? This goes <laughs> well for us. Really people, good. This goes well for us if we ever write a book because people will have a hard time pronouncing our yes. last name. Yeah. Um, so we both read I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Yes. And you read Clockwork. I did. And then I read Profit first because you liked Clockwork so much. Right. Clockwork was really helpful to me at work. Yeah. Um, so just just in helping how I change how I think about things, but also in helping me implement processes. So. Uh-oh. I really like Clockwork. Uh-oh. I thought you were going to say, oh, it was really good. I can't wait to apply it in the future. And I was going to be like, well, I will teach you to be rich. We've implemented now and are going to implement in the future. But, uh-oh. I do think, um, <laughs> I do think, not to create false drama, I started out really having on Clockwork because I do think that um, just looking at that, I will teach you to be rich. We've had a lot more conversations about it. It's mm-hmm. really impacted um, how we talk about money. Yeah. I was like really scared to talk about not not like terrified, but I didn't love talking about money with you. So okay, so we did before. I will teach you to be rich. Uh-huh. Um, well, we we did the conscious spending plan before we went through. I will teach you to be rich. So we, we listened to his podcast. We downloaded the conscious spending plan, like he said too, so he could get us on our on his email list. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. Yeah. Um, and then we went through the conscious spending plan, and that was the first time we really talked about money in like six months because we were both a little bit scared of what the other one was thinking about a money situation. Right. And since then, um, it's been pretty much a joy to talk about money. Like, we've been able to be excited about a lot of stuff. Obviously, there are, there are like, we don't have infinite money, so we can't do infinite fun things. Um, but outside of that, it's been, like, just really, really helpful from a, on a day-to-day basis. So I would probably vote I will teach you to be rich for okay. that reason. Now, me too. Clockwork, though, really, really good. And in Survive and Thrive, a book that I just talked about a little bit earlier... Um, that I read this week, he says, read Clockwork, it's amazing. So, gotta give Clockwork its props. Yeah, um, you said he calls it one of the, like, top business books, which yeah. I would agree with. It's it's really good. It's really good, yeah. But I Will Teach You to Be Rich is winning it for us. This uh, time. This time. I can't say that, like, ten years down the road, if we were in a different situation, we would still think that. Yeah. For where we are right here. Okay. Yes. All right, so, now we have our finalists. Right. Want to uh, go back over to fiction? No, these are the semifinalists. I'm sorry, we have our semifinalists. Yes, because we still have Want to go back over to fiction? Uh, yes. So Dune versus Dead Man's Folly. I'm picking Dune. I yeah, I don't really think I have a leg to stand on there. Like Agatha Christie's great, but I don't think it can fit Dune. Well, I guess I can put Dune here. Yeah, use it. Yeah, right there. Both. Dune. Dune. Okay. So, yeah, love Dune. It was great. Um, really excited about it. And it was much more of a new experience than Dead Man's Fall because Agatha Christie is awesome, Cozy Mystery is great, and it was unique and creative. And we, we did a lot of ohs during that book, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think mean, it's got to be Dune. Mm-hmm. So, if we'd never read an Agatha Christie novel, that might be different. Yes. Okay, and then I Will Teach You to Be Rich versus Finish. Versus Finish. Um, again, love Finish. I love that I can say procrastination, not procrastination, perfectionism, get out of here. Like, I gotta finish this thing. So it's, it's really equipped me on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. Um, and it was very entertaining. But I Will Teach You to Be Rich was also very, very entertaining. Clockwork was very entertaining, too, right? Like, yes. This is, like, despite these being nonfiction books, they're all very, very entertaining. Yes. Um, I Which was, is probably why they made it to that side. Because yeah. we actually paid more attention because we were entertained. <laughs> but I gotta give, I gotta give it to I Will Teach You to Be Rich because, like I said, like, the harmony that we have in our relationship, the, like, 
the piece that I feel when I go, oh, how much money do we actually have to paint this, you know, so we just painted this room. Like, do we have money for that? Yes, because every month we put some aside and we know that that's gonna be okay and like that's the money that we have to spend on it and it's thumbs up and we don't have to feel guilty about not saving every penny that we ever make. Mm -hmm. um, and perfectionism is my enemy and will always be my enemy and I have been equipped not to thanks to finish um, but I, I'm still giving it to, to I will teach you to be rich. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's fine. I was gonna be like, well, I give it to finish to make some arguments, but I don't actually have any arguments because I didn't read that book. Wow, this has gone much more peacefully than I thought it was going to. Yeah, it's not quite as entertaining. No drama. <laughs> oh, yeah! Allison just threw... <laughs> and I missed. Threw the little dinosaur plushie to... I don't, <laughs> I don't have any more I don't things think, to throw. I don't think we need more drama than that. I think <laughs> we're okay. <laughs> Alright, so our finalists are I Will Teach You Be Rich on the nonfiction side and Dune on the fiction side. Okay, let me, let me say what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. I am going with I Will Teach You to Be Rich because I didn't read Dune, and that's my only reason. Oh, wait, hang on. Allison is currently sliding across the floor. You probably hear her sliding across the floor. Oh. There. <laughs> and then she just hit me with this dinosaur plushie, so the drama is unparalleled. I take my role as moderator very seriously. <laughs> if we need drama, she gives us drama. Yes. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you wanted it. I did. Yeah, you just need a quieter floor. Man. All right, so we have Dune and I Will Teach You to Be Rich. What were you going to say? I said I didn't read Dune, so I'm voting I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and that is my only reason. Oh, I thought it was going to be way more dramatic. I thought you were going to be like, I'm voting Dune because no. something. But, but are you voting Dune? I'm, no, I'm voting I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Okay. Dune is awesome and very enjoyable, um, but like I said... The, it didn't change your life? Yeah, the day-to-day -day practicality is... Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, it changed my life a little bit, but not in the same. Oh, you're going to write it? The whole book name... Yeah. So fancy. Yes. To be rich. Are you going to even say by Ramit Sadie? Ramit Sadie. Oh, you spelled it right. Wow. I think we spelled it right that time. So, uh, you probably can't see it. Again, we will post a picture in the show notes at thatbookpodcast.com slash episode 10. But um, here, is our, um, here is our book bracket for the first quarter of the year for the books that we finished. So. That was good. A round of applause for the yes. winner. I would teach you to be rich. It's a great book. You should go get it. It will... Uh, more than likely change uh, your life at least a little bit. So I think most of the books on this list we really enjoyed would be worth reading. Really, really, really um, enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Big, I, like, big thumbs up. I don't really have any interest in reading The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, but any of the rest of these, even the ones I haven't read, I, I would want to read. Yeah. yeah. I think next time you do this book bracket thing, it needs to be all books that you have both read. Well, that's a little harder because we don't always read we the same books. Right, so but it's also very will... hard to say which one you should vote for when you haven't read them all. Well, but you know the other person's enthusiasm about it. Yeah, so... we talk about it. We <laughs> you... did. I'm feeling pretty good about how this went. You can uh, leave a comment and let us know um, <laughs> what you think. Uh, but thank you for being here on another episode of That Book Podcast, and we will see you next week. Bye!